Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Bijou Podcasts. Welcome to episode 25 of The Stacey June Show. Today's guest is media personality, Australia's original white witch and rock star, Fiona Horn. thought of someone as being a pilot, a rock star, an author, and a white witch, do you think it would be possible to be all of these things in one lifetime? Fiona Horn is all of those things, and she joins me on the show today. Hey, guys, I'm so excited for you to hear this chat. I don't know about you, but Fiona Horn was one of those pin-up pin-up chicks that was in kind of smash hits and and TV hits and those poster magazines that I used to obsess over. She'd be next to Marilyn Manson or Offspring back in the 90s. I might be showing my age, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I was obsessed with going to Big Day Out and was really into that grunge scene in the early 90s. And was it the early 90s or kind of mid 90s? I don't know. And, um, And she was just this kind of this Aussie hot babe, like she graced the covers of magazines like Rolling Stone. It just was an international phenomenon. The band was Def FX and she also had that that um, that chin kind of piercing on her chin, which she talks about in our chat actually and, and what it represented. But it was so interesting because I was pretty young when I knew of Fiona Horn. Uh, I would have been in my early teens and there was always something really compelling and intriguing and a bit drawing energetically from me to her and I didn't know why. I didn't know the band very well. I didn't listen to kind of hard metal like that. And I also, um, I, I think I was too old to really connect with the white which stuff at that point sorry too young to connect so it's interesting so many years later I find myself jumping at the opportunity to chat to her because I want to talk to the original white witch I want to talk to her about all of the things that I think I sensed I was interested in but just had no idea I was and I and I share this with her straight up she is touring Australia for her brand new book called The Art of Witch she is the author of eight books and it's a manifesto for practicing witchcraft and living an authentic magical life so it moves beyond the bells and whistles like tools and all the potion stuff and enters into a bit more of a new wave of spiritual mastery which I talk to her about as well what does spiritual mastery mean and and also I talk to her a lot about transition and how we can really tap into a divine sense of self or something greater than us when we're going through times where we're unsure how we're supposed to land on the other side where we can't really see the light amongst the trees but we're being drawn there anyway and how we really keep that trust in in times where we feel like we've hit rock bottom or potentially 
we don't know the journey. We don't know the direction we're going. And she's got a lot to say about this, going through an, a hideous relationship breakup, suffering from all kinds of um, different like alcoholism and addiction. She really has had her absolute example of hitting rock bottom and finding her way in and out of that and navigating that day to day. She now lives in the Caribbean. Uh, She is a pilot, completely changed her life around, but still getting opportunities like writing and coming here for this, uh, this, this book launch and also the spoken tour, which will be uh, in all different venues across the country in June. She'll be at the Vanguard. She'll be in Maitland in New in Newcastle and in New South Wales. She'll be uh, in Queensland, in Melbourne, and also in the Blue Mountains. So she'll be visiting a, a town near you. So you might want to go onto the website and check it out if you're interested in finding her and going and seeing one of the shows. You can head to fionahorn.com for more info. I'm really excited for you to hear this chat. It's it's so fascinating to me. In many ways, I feel like, wow, what does white witch mean and how does that work in, in today's day and age? I think we're so evolved when it comes to a conversation around our divinity and our magic and our access to a greater power and how we can use that for our better good to transform ourselves and transform the world. And she's got all the answers, man. She's the OG. And it was interesting to see what she was like, found kind of had evolved from her time to now. I mean, she would have been laughed at talking about some of the the stuff that I speak about on the reg and so many other people podcast about or share in articles. It's all new age, but it's not so new anymore. And she was one of the originals. So I can't wait for you to hear this chat with her. If you love it, please let her know. Uh, I would love for you to let her know you heard her here and go and check out uh, check out one of her shows or, or go and buy the book. Um, I am really excited next week to be launching a new uh, a new series which will be the single pringle episode i mentioned a few weeks ago i was launching it so next week is single pringle week there'll still be a self-centered sunday podcast but i'll be doing two episodes dedicated completely to sing you single pringles and there's so much relationship stuff to learn in those episodes so don't feel like the single pringle uh, content is really just for people uh, that are on their own there's so much work in this that i'm figuring out as i write the book and move more into doing single Pringle stuff that is about us uniquely um, in ourselves that can be in a relationship or otherwise. And I, I think we really have that all in common. And we often separate ourselves in this relationship status thing. And I think it's kind of a load of shit. You know, essentially, we can be looking for ourselves, trying to transform ourselves, really dive into who we are, whether we're in a relationship or not. Okay, enough with all the different plugs. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to the wonderful and lovely to talk to Fiona Horn. Thanks for chatting. It's really exciting to be talking to you. I think when um, I when I got the information about your new book, uh, which I'll put in show notes and let everybody know in my intro, I just straight away was taken back to being this fan as a kid of yours, but not really knowing why, because I was didn't know myself, and you were like everywhere in the Australian media as you know this this white witch and in this kind of. Uh, rock band and it just wasn't anything that I suppose I could connect with at that time but then moving into my actual life now I'm a broadcaster super spiritual I'm fascinated by 
witchcraft and, and a lot of the things that you have discussed. So it was kind of funny that you sense that there's something in people before you actually understand why. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting that you share that because, um, you know, it's like it's like allowing yourself to know yourself and that's maybe a skill that grows with um, spending time on the planet. And uh, But a lot of people don't uh, have the courage to uh, maybe look at alternatives and um, though it's increasingly popular now, it certainly, you know, it, when I came out of the broom closet all those years ago, um, witches were still, you know, you know, the thing I've been saying is they were shrouded in myth, superstition and fear. And these days, who doesn't know a proud self-proclaimed witch or someone that says that the path of the witch resonates with them, the spiritual path of it, um, or someone that who doesn't know people that have performed rituals of gratitude and, and, and healing? You know, these days these sort of things are the alternatives are almost pretty much considered the norm. Um, but it's wonderful that you've you've awoken to a sense of feeling and experiencing magic in the world. That's it's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's an empowering and a positive thing. It totally is. So, how much of I guess uh, witchcraft and what you I suppose identify with um, being a white witch and those kinds of labels are actually what a lot of people are living and breathing today because it's a very different time when you were out and proud and and talking so publicly about all the things you were interested in all the things that you believed in um it wasn't the same but now it's as you say like gratitude journals and this kind of idea of magic and attraction and is there a lot of things that people are doing every day that you would classify as witchcraft i would definitely say they're things that witches do but you don't have to be a witch to do them yeah Right. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, when you talk about uh, coming out of the uh, broom closet, I'm really fascinated by that. What's the process for you to find that, I guess, identity or that label? Well, it was a really long time ago. And I think, you know, when I went out publicly about it, it was because I had been in a band and the band was popular and my song lyrics talked about my spiritual and esoteric interests. And it was so long ago um, that at the time it felt relevant and necessary and being the human that I was on the life journey I was then working in the entertainment industry I felt you know I had to sort of make a statement and uh, I sought approval and acceptance from the public you know that was kind of my job as in, in the entertainment industry um, these days working as a commercial pilot I just want my passengers to say that I they had a nice smooth flight you know and enjoyed enjoyed their flight um, but you know it's I think for me personally where I've contemplated my life as a witch living the way I live now where, you know, the entertainment industry is not my job anymore. Um, I work as a commercial pilot. I've had the opportunity to write books again and I'm coming to Australia and doing a spoken word tour and touring, doing a reunion tour with my band. I'm going to be, a, you know, my boss is giving me a month off work unpaid so I can go to Australia and be a rock star again. It's like bizarre. But, you know, where does my life as a witch match with all this? And it's, um, I think it's, it's so it's so a part of what and who I am. It's my spiritual path. Uh, I I can't separate it. I, I mean, I've been talking, doing a few interviews today, and just talking about well, how do you, what do you do as a witch every day? And I'm thinking, well, it's it even comes down to a, the way I arrange the seatbelts on the plane between passengers. I always cross the right belt over the left because it's good luck. It's like I think if my boss knew that I was. Uh, arranging the seatbelts on the plane according to ancient magical principles he might freak out a bit but 
Um, you know, it's just a part of my life and who I am. I mean, it's when I, when I, uh, you know, living out here in the Caribbean, it's in a very beautiful natural environment. I, I decided I wanted to live where I used to pay to go on holidays and, you know, I get to fly in and out of, I bounce around islands all day and I see so many beautiful things and I get to get out in the water and walk along the beaches and immerse myself in the natural beauty of this environment and I'm just astounded by how the the natural world and the way that we can communicate with it has a profound spiritual significance to me and um, as a practising witch and that's I find myself practising spontaneous rituals of gratitude and um, the, the new book and this talks about that, the spoken word tour I'm doing, I'll talk about that. Like how can you perform rituals of gratitude? Because when you do, it's, it, it's more it's more fulfilling and purposeful than, you, than casting spells or trying to attract things. It's when you just are grateful for what you have and what is around you, the universe gives you more reasons to be grateful. And it's the biggest secret I've discovered in all these decades of practising magic, that if you don't make it about you, if you make it about gratitude and about being useful and of service in the world, then your wildest dreams, actually beyond your wildest dreams, become your reality. Mm, that's beautiful. And that's where the magic lives, right? It's interesting. It's a feeling a lot of the time. Um, what, I mean, the book, The Manifesto, talks a lot about spiritual mastery. How would you describe that for people listening that don't quite understand the the context around what that means. It's funny because that term was created by um, the sales manager of my publishing publisher. company. <laughs> spiritual mastery. I was thinking, well, could it be spiritual mystery as in mistress, mistress, not master, mystery. It's kind of an interesting play on the word, isn't it? Mystery. It is. And it was the one thing that I guess I was drawn to to say, okay, I'm interested to know what that means. And it's always the way when it's, well, actually that's someone else's words. And it's like, okay, that's probably why I didn't connect to it like I did with the other stuff. Well, the, well, the interesting the thing is that the person that wrote that is um, a very spiritual guy and, and uh, I have enormous admiration and respect for him. And um, I think what I, when he used that term to describe this book, I thought about what he was what he was getting from it again, you know, because I wrote this book to be useful and of service. It's I wasn't intending to write other books, but the universe, God, universe, goddess, universe, presented these opportunities to me, and so I, I, with a grateful and humble heart, worked hard to fulfil the opportunity. But I wasn't looking for it. I busy job working at flying airplanes. So what? Could, why did God Universe put me in this position to be talking about this stuff? What do, what do I have to offer and what can be useful? And the idea of spiritual mastery, I think, is it really ties in with the idea of your spiritual life, the reins of your spiritual life being in your hands. And a lot of people, you know, even though the mainstream religions are kind of shrinking and falling away to a degree, um, the, 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 the idea that you could actually have an intimate relationship with a higher power of your understanding that doesn't have to meet the rules regulations descriptions or literature that that other people have written even for hundreds of years and it could be something unique and special that you feel uniquely close to and um and have a unique relationship with that's i think what i'm offering in the art of which is no matter what path of witchcraft you tread what spiritual um affiliation you may have whether you're initiated into a coven or, or a tradition like an alexandrian witch or whatever the art of witches 
it's kind of the glue that holds the pieces together. It's the idea of how you steer yourself with, with authenticity and gratitude to really be that powerful witch that maybe as a, a younger human soul you might have thought was necessary, but how to really feel that that essence of, of just how magnificent life is and how you're an expression of a divine purpose and, and uh, presence that is uh, meaningful and can be useful in the world. So that's maybe the spiritual mastery side of things. How would you encourage people to begin? I get asked this question all the time. How do I be spiritual? How do I start my self-care routine? How do I know if I can speak to someone else? How do I? And I, I know my suggestion is keeping silence and not looking for rules. You know, things show up and wait for things to unfold. But what would what would you say to someone listening that is interested to see how they can unlock that within themselves? Well, I think I think the advice you've given is 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 a, a smart way to start. It's like, but also it's not about looking down at your smartphone and um, you know living a virtual life either. I mean, I think modern witches now we're we're kind of the 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 tools of technology that were meant to liberate us have enslaved us. You know, people don't look each other in the eyes anymore. They don't connect, and uh, that is a you know there's it's it's a blessing and a curse. You know. Um, I think I think one of the one of the things I've learned is, um, and again I talk about it in the book, but it's by trusting your gut, you know, like loving yourself enough, respecting yourself enough, but also getting out of your own way with the as far as ego goes, enough to be humble and to be willing to try and just do it, you know, like it's. Uh, how do you start a self-care ritual? Well, you just fucking start it, you know, <laughs> just fucking well, do so it. it's so true and I've been talking about that a lot on this show lately that I'm done also with this whole, oh, I don't know, because you're right in identifying that it is ego. You don't know because you're worried about looking like a dumbass or you don't know because you're worried about doing it wrong, but that is, in fact, ego. Well, it's natural. It's good to be worried that you're doing it wrong because it means you care. I mean, I'm already having nightmares and sleepless nights about missing planes, not having something to wear, saying the wrong thing on stage, forgetting the fucking songs. Like, you know, it means I care. Even all these years when I'm a professional, you know, I'm a professional pilot, but I'm also a professional entertainer and, and an author and I know my shit. But at the same time, I still... I don't want to fail. I don't want to disappoint people. I don't want to disappoint myself. I want to, and there's a point where I just go, oh, I just got to get out of my own way and hand it over. You know, I'm going to show up. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to try and stay in the moment and enjoy it for what it is without being attached to any results, good or bad, and just be, you know, and, and that that way at this point in my life is the way that I can feel fulfilled and happy which really I think people want to feel fulfilled and happy. Um, it's uh, I think as far as just, you know, the people that are tripping over themselves, whether they're, uh, you know, doubting themselves or worrying they'll do something wrong. Well, I, I got what really good at one thing in life and that's uh, I've made, I've, I mean, I've failed at so many more things than I've succeeded at and I've made more mistakes than I've ever got things right, but I keep going. I don't stop. It's like I don't give up. I don't give up on myself and I don't give up on life and I don't give up on people. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How much transformation do you believe we're naturally supposed to have and how much do you think we don't end up having in our lifetime because of that resistance? Because you're a person that has, like you said, you're now a pilot, you have also kind of you've had some really tough times too when you've been going through a transition from media and that celebrity world and and figuring out, you know, that love doesn't work out the way that you necessarily want it to. There's been so many different challenges that you've been faced with which then are really transformative um, but I believe that you have found ways to open doors or at least stay open to them. How much do you think, maybe not as a society, but people – are resisting their own transformations. Well, I think I think people allow themselves to be saturated with really toxic programming whether it's watching new, you know manipulative news reporting, advertising, you know buying into the myth that we're destined to grow old, get sick and die expensively. It's like fuck that, I'm not going to do it. That's not how I'm going to live my life. And uh, I think just the anarchist in me as <laughs> it turns out has been a great a greater aspect of my personality to just think, no, just because you're saying it's that way, I'm not going to do that. You know, um, I don't have to live like that. I, I, um, I think that there's, if you have the the willingness to, to, to step out of what the system tells you um, is necessary, then you can uh, find that you don't have to grow older. You can grow better at living. And I think, I talk about that a lot in the book. I'll talk about it on the, the Spoken With Tour, but it's it's the most powerful magic that I've learned for want of a better way of describing it. And when I meet people who don't know, um, I mean, I don't go, I don't welcome my passengers and say, hi, I'm Fiona, your pilot. Oh, and I was a rock star and I'm a famous witch. I've written <laughs> books. I was on the cover of Playboy and Rolling Stone. And I've just been off the TV show filming in New Orleans, but I've just turned it down because I'd rather fly you to Tortola <laughs> And, you know, it's like I don't say all that. <laughs> Sometimes I think it when I'm lugging bags and, you know, just, just dealing with stuff, it's like and, and rude customs and immigration people, I think, wow, you know, like, but then I just think it's life is uh, really is what you make it, and there's no limit to what you can experience if you um, give yourself a chance. And uh, I I have gone through some really dark times. I, um, I even and it, it's all it's all relative. Like you know, I could talk about like when I wrote it in my autobiography a couple of years ago um, that my my husband left me. I tried to drink myself to death and, and I got sober out of that. And because the grief was so, so extraordinary that um, I tried to drink myself to death over a period of months. And But out of that, I got sober in a program and seven years I'm still sober and I feel really, really, really grateful and happy. In that time, how much of your spirituality is switched off? 
I think in that time, what you mean after the, the whole thing of it happening? Um, well, just during it, because I mean, it, without without comparing apples and apples. Yeah, but like you said earlier, you know, something was in you, you just didn't know what it was. Well, I knew what it was, but I it was I pushed it down for a while, and then I um, but you know that. The, the way I got sober is a spirit. It's a spiritual choice. It's a promise I've made to my idea of a higher power, because um, I don't have the willpower not to drink, but it does. So I let it. I let it work through me, and um, and I feel very grateful, very happy, joyous, and free, very relaxed. And I own nothing except my freedom and my happiness. So I don't own that. My ex has the house. He has everything. I, it doesn't matter. I own nothing except my freedom and my happiness, and I. I really believe that just because society or what you see on TV might say one thing has to be a certain way, you can choose a different way. And I talk about that in the books, you know, what, like what would I have to write all these years, 20 years after writing my first book on witchcraft, The Art of Witch, The Manifesto, Spiritual Mastery, you said it. It's like what does it all mean? Well, it's um, it's what I've learned, how I've come to this place, Um. It's funny too how I've come to this place with the Daily Mail writing a story on me about being fabulous at 52 and how I've got what are my bikini bikini bod secrets and, you know, it's like most people meet me and think I'm in my 30s at that and it's like you don't have to grow older. You can grow better at living and that can apply to every area of your life. I just, I just choose to live like this because I couldn't bear the alternative, you know. And the other, and the other weird thing too I've noticed as I contemplate my life and I'm flying passengers around is I think of my peers, the people that I, like Chris Cornell, who, you know, Death Effects toured with Soundgarden. Um, or we were on, we were doing Big Day Out when they did. And uh, I look at people that I, that I've met and known people from that era and they're dead. They hung themselves or they, they just, you know, it's like, and I, I can understand how, it's a strange, you know, not that I was ever ever that famous or anything like that, but there's living living that that sort of life, you know, where you're kind of like this demigod in this world of entertainment. It's it's so fickle and surreal, and I'm just really grateful that I learned that that doesn't that isn't the ultimate thing. Even though we're brought up in Western culture, we're brought up on a diet of thinking that those demigods in the world of entertainment are like something we should all aspire to and, and believe in or, or follow and it's it's just a job and it's really, it doesn't define, it doesn't, like, if, if people don't do the work on themselves, the whole falls out of it. I mean, I... But what a fucking gift to be able to have been there to, and you've seen, you've seen it, you've seen the picture and you can know what that feels like. So you're you are aware. I think so many people aspire to that picture without actually ever getting there and ever knowing that it's nothing worth, not nothing worth aspiring to, but it isn't what it seems. It's, it isn't what it's, what it's painted up. It, it, it's like the, the industry is uh, set up so that, you know, you kind of have that masses like asses mentality. You'll keep paying money and you'll keep consuming and you'll, you know, there's, there's a lot of great, creativity and amazing things that go on but I'm just talking about the cult of celebrity it's a vacuous phenomenon and um if you buy into it whether you are you know where whether you know you are in that world as a celebrity yourself of varying levels I mean it's even alphabetically determined now isn't it a b c d e and so on um Mm -hmm. 
so ridiculous. It's like if you buy into the cult of celebrity, it's uh, it's not sustainable. And, um, you know, I can remember times where I walked out on stage and 10,000 people were screaming my name, Fiona, Fiona, at Alternative Nations, fucking nuts. Um, and now I walk up to people and say, oh, I'm Fiona, your pilot. <laughs> I'm just grateful that life goes on you know, and you can keep having adventures and, and keep meeting amazing people and doing cool stuff. And um, it's, uh, I think that really is where my life, my spiritual path as a witch gives me the opportunity to explore life in all its expressions. And my friends say I'm living life backwards. Like I started out as this famous rock star TV personality, radio, blah, 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 on the covers of magazines. And now I work as a bus driver in the sky out here in the Caribbean. That's really, I work in the, when people ask me what I do, I say, oh, I work in the transport industry. <laughs> you know? Oh, God. If people understood and had it been able to have that trajectory of those different feelings, you know, I think it'd be very surprising for everyone to understand just how, nourishing the latter is and and how we really have that kind of muddled up talking about relaunching though and sticking to this you know this real kind of transformation theme I wondered if you could give I guess three kind of ideas to how people can begin that relaunch into a little bit more of a heart-led open-minded choice with life like how would you think that they could start to move from maybe they've just had a nine to five job forever they are really starting to sense that there is something bigger there is something within them and they're just they just don't they just need that push what would be kind of a couple of things that you would suggest for them to break through that resistance well the first thing sounds really obvious but the first thing I would do is encourage them to um, have a day without smartphones a digital detox day and uh, turn off the television, go outside into nature. If you want to do the witchcraft thing, go outside into nature and offer a spontaneous ritual of gratitude. Even if you feel like you're going to be stupid and who's watching me, just just keep doing it. Um, That might mean you go for a walk, nowhere in particular. You pick up a a, a stone or a a flower might catch your attention and you, 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 take it in your hand and you contemplate it and you you take a few deep breaths and you might even ask if there's a message that you could could have you know from the flower or the stone or whatever you know it's like just allowing yourself to play and be creative a little bit with with the way you experience the world and doing it with a spiritual um sense of of integrity and also um of interest you know inquiry and get your ego out of the way like put it aside and you know, just into, I, I think that's a way to start. And I, and I put, I've written that in the book. It's like one of the check, which life checklists is like, turn off the television, go outside, look at the sky, you know, um, just start to allow yourself to be different. And that is the way you get started. And it's funny, like you said it earlier in the show, Stacey, things show up when you when you make yourself open they present themselves yeah and I think I think it's really important to know that if you haven't tried something like this before from two people that do it a lot but also still feel fucking dumb sometimes (laughs) like you know there's still times I get stuck to my phone and have to force myself and tell myself going to the beach isn't going to change anything like this in my mind just fucking do it anyway because it will like there's something that you don't know is coming and if you want something to come that you don't know you have to give it the opportunity to present it 
itself to you exactly. on your phone, it's not going to come, you know. And, and I think one of the loveliest things that, that I've learned because, you know, it's an ongoing process, it's a daily practice, um, is, uh, is the concept of a day at a time. Like if you screw up, just start over. And if you find yourself saying negative self-critical things, then forgive yourself and stop and start your day again. It's like having patience and compassion for yourself is a, a real skill that I, I'm grateful I finally, finally, I think I can do it pretty consistently because I was the most evil, cruel person to myself in my head for decades, decades, and I don't do that anymore and I'm so grateful. <laughs> I think patience is a really, really big one for women in 2019. I think it's a real, there's that real ambition, that real drive, that real fill your calendar with a gazillion plans, like don't have any space. And I think we don't, I think it's so true is that one of the things that is actually really underrated and it is a virtue for a reason is that patience with ourselves in our day you know if we haven't have everything sorted today then there's something fucking wrong with you it's just bit by bit I want to ask you what's something that a lot of people a lot of us are doing now that's so the norm that you would have been bloody laughed at 20 years ago doing like is there something that you're like oh my god if only you bitches had have known what it was like to be doing this 20 years ago because now I don't know if it's kind of moon moon kind of you know how everyone's having moon ceremonies or there's just different things that are really huge online everyone wants to know about the moon now it just and I imagine that was an example that no one gave a shit about a while ago but are there some stuff that you laugh at now and think shit things have changed Oh, you know, it's funny. You know what jumped into my head when you said that was facial piercings. I just remember <laughs> when, I don't know, it's random, isn't it? But when you said, what's something people do now that's really normal that back then was, a, I went, facial, I thought facial piercings. Because when I got a librette piercing under my bottom lip to represent the meditation retreat I'd been to, Vipassana, where I didn't talk for 12 or 10 days and I learned this technique of meditation. So I got a metal stud which represents the permanence of spirit pierced through my bottom lip, which was like significant to the mouth being closed and not speaking for that time and learning to send my attention inward and sweep my body with this technique of meditation. Um, so that's what the stud was representative of, permanence of the spirit, impermanence of the flesh, piercing the flesh, in the mouth, like mouth to be closed, you know, to, to not, to, to be silent and to go within. And uh, so I was thinking, and I remember when I did that, no one had facial piercings. And then everyone was just, these days, just <laughs> covered in them. It's just like really normal, you know. So I just think that's that was what went through my head. Because <laughs> I, I got that librette piercing like 20, 23 years ago, I think it was. Have you still got it? Can you have it as a pilot? No, I took it out because I was grinding my teeth on it after a time and at a point it just wasn't necessary anymore. But it was a really beautiful thing to experience. The pain was really intense too. That piercing hurt and because uh, it was quite a large stud through my bottom lip in the centre, under the centre of my lip. But that also represented the pain, the gift of Vipassana because you sat and meditated for 14 hours a day. It was like painful. Oh, man, I want to do it. I want to do it so bad. And I highly recommend the passion. I've recommended it in every, every one of my books. Um, it's a profoundly uh, harmonizing and um, and cleansing spiritual practice that can be practiced by everyone. You don't have. To, it's not a religion. It's not a 
anyone can can practice Vipassana. There's a wonderful retreat in the Blue Mountains. It should still be there. That's where I did my first Vipassana retreat was in the Blue Mountains at the centre up there in Sydney uh, or Kikatoomba. And then I did um, practice it a lot in America when I moved since I've been in America. And you can do it alone too. But you can go to centres and go to gatherings and do it with other people, other Vipassana practitioners. Yeah, awesome. I think, I mean, that's like a we're encouraging people to um, walk outside and leave their phone away. That's probably a couple extra steps, but it sounds it's so <laughs> incredible. Um, all right, I'm going to let you go. You've had a whole heap of media done today. We're so excited um, to be able to see you. I will put all the information in show notes as to how everyone can check you out in June all across the country. Um, and good luck with the new book and just the way that everything's kind of presenting itself to you. I'm thrilled and excited and happy that you found that that nice piece that, um, with what you're doing. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you so much. Well, I hope if you, if you make it to a show, make sure you come up and say hi so I can meet you. I will. I might have a go. Oh, there's new. It's in Newtown. I was going to come to the Blue Mountains one, but anyway, I'll um, yeah, I'll definitely try and get to a show. Yeah, there's the one at the van- the Vanguard too's uh, happening. Yeah. Oh, and Maitland too. God. Okay, Maitland Rot Library is the place to bloody be. It's anyway. It'll be cool. Yeah, it's happening up there. Yeah. They have a, they have a ton of great events up there. I know it's yeah. ridiculous. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be great. All right. Well, good luck with it, and hopefully, uh, I'll put a face <laughs> to a name right. soon. Take care. Have a good sleep. Wonderful. Thanks, Stacey. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. hope you love that chat guys thanks so much for listening if you've got some time to leave a rating and review i'm so so appreciative of you giving me all your love and your time uh, and and really love that you come back every week if you're interested in taking up some of the um some of our or interested in taking our relationship to the next level i have a group coaching session uh that starts in the first week of june it is essentially built all around finding ways to better self-care for yourself and at the end of it you will walk away with a 30-day routine. You'll be able to figure out what works for you. It's all custom built specifically for you. And I share a whole heap of tools the whole way. So you could really alter that as time goes on. I really set you up with tools to last. You know, it's not something that you kind of get for a three-week purpose and then walk away and and you, you change from it. But where do you go from it? You'll have all different paperwork and resources and exercises, and you'll be able to join a Facebook community after. There's so much fun to be had. So if you're interested, check out stacyjune.com forward slash workshops or email us at support at stacyjune.com for payment plans. All right, guys, Self-Centered Sunday will be up on Sunday, of course. Until next week, chat then. Bye. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.